Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dinzik, powered by Betsperts. Welcome to The Deep Dive. We enter week nine, Andy, with some bangers. We have ourselves some games this week. There are four really good, really high leverage games, and then just a cacophony of shower farts. It is. <laughs> there is amazing and terrible this week. There so, is a, there's yeah. a song that my, my eight, well, nine, he's nine now. My <laughs> son makes me play once in a while because he knows I know how to find it on Spotify, and it's from the film the Captain Underpants movie. <laughs> and it is the, uh, you're familiar with the 1812 Overture. Yes. William Yeah, But the the ending, the closing. Yeah. Yep. Um, but it's that with farts. Because oh, it's, wow. that's hilarious to children. I mean, it's still, every time he lives, it just giggles. That's what this week is. It is just <laughs> fart city. There's so many. Wack. Oh, incredible. Like, there's a bunch of games where I, I don't fully understand and I think people who say they can make good numbers on some of these games are maybe maybe kidding themselves because there's so many quarterbacks that it's going to be really hard to actually judge. Even some of the quarterbacks we've gotten to see already, including the Heineke's, the, you know, the, we had to see Levis last week. I don't know that that's sustainable on a short week against a, a better defense, but uh, I don't know. We'll find out. Let's, uh, should we just pop right into Thursday? Because yeah. That's a super yeah. interesting game, man. Yeah. Hat, hat tip to the NFL for giving us good, really good and really bad. So no, none of this mediocre, forgettable football crap. Just, just you know, hit both ends of, this, ends of the distribution. And we start with one of those because the Steelers have been pretty bad this year. Um, their, qual- you know, their advanced metrics do not support a team with a winning record. Um, there's been a healthy amount of Tomlin voodoo so far this season. And this feels a little voodoo of a game, I'll be honest, because they get to draw a quarterback who's making his second start uh, on the road on a short week. Um, and I, I mean, honestly, like I, I went through the Levis tape. I had a pretty favorable reaction watching it live. Uh, I had a favorable reaction watching some of the like specific clips that I saw uh, from the highlights, you know, from red zone basically. And, um, and then rewatching it, I was like, Whoa, buddy, this guy is going to be in deep trouble against, uh, a more live defense and a, and in a more hostile environment. And Oh no, on a short week, you get a more live defense on a hot, in a hostile environment. Um, so extremely worried about Will Levis and his ability to produce in a game where he's going to have a pretty aggressive pass rush that will finish. Um, and <clears throat> I think in general, the Titans, you know, are not rostered well to take advantage of some of the weaknesses in the Steelers defense. I know Minka Fitzpatrick probably not going, um, but Cam Hayward is back. Um, TJ Watts still playing obviously. And, uh, in general, um, the Titans wide receiving core, even though you have seen flashes from Deshaun, Hopkins from Nuke. Uh, I still think, you know, like his ability to get separation against this weaker secondary is probably not really a thing here. Um, so, yeah, I think this is probably Steelers or pass, even though we have Kenny Pickett again, like Iron Man Kenny Pickett <laughs> forcing his way onto the field, even though he's dealing with meaningful injuries in a short week. Um, 
I, you know, I think ultimately this is a pass because of that factor alone. If this was Trubisky going this week, I'd probably be betting the Steelers. Uh, I don't understand why Pickett gets to call his own number. He's dealing with a meaningful rhythm injury. He had a knee injury a couple of weeks ago. He's not playing well. Like they should just get this guy right. Um, Matt Canada uh, and company probably can take advantage of some of the weaknesses of the Steelers' defense. I mean, the Titans' defense because they've been playing pretty poorly this season. Particularly the run defense has regressed a lot. Um, and so I guess I've kind of been a long way said, you know, this is probably like a Steelers 20 to 17 ish win. That's kind of what the market uh, is telling you. How do they keep getting away with it? How do it's, they? it's not a good, it's not a good team. You know what I read? I, I tried to do it. Apologies because yeah. I've been under the weather. I haven't even been writing the last couple of days. I'm kind of a little behind the eight ball. I'm going to try to do some catching up for Sunday. So I at least have some bets to make, but I haven't really made any bets this week. I've been trying to catch up on news. I'm caught up on mostly on injury news, but like just looking into some of the matchup stuff, which I'm dreadfully behind on. I ran across the nugget where the Steelers haven't topped 400 offensive yards in 55 games. Hmm. Like I know that 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 might even that might even pop back into like the eleven and zero start. I'm trying to think how long we've had Pickett to deal with here. Uh, not fifty five games. Pickett's only started like uh, sixteen. Yeah, he came in and this time last year as the starter. Yeah, we started with Trubisky and then we ended up with little Pickett. So I mean that goes back into like Big Ben ages. It's it's been an offense that hasn't been in you know hasn't been winning without this defense for quite a while yeah and with some of the injuries on the defense obviously it's a bit of a problem i agree with you uh, with the levis stuff doesn't feel sustainable in fact that was our our profit i think that's taking money the under the our profit exchange uh, uh market for this week was will levis 205 passing yards 238 last week but on the road, second start has that weird, you know, you have that second start. Uh, I hate to say the word voodoo. We use the word voodoo too much. But yeah, it's not really some good. of the things he did last week didn't feel super sustainable. I don't know if you had to take a side. If I had to take a side, I would take the under. Okay. Um, it, it was, a like you said, you, you do a rewatch there. Those four, honestly, those two long balls did a lot of work for this team. Yeah, and it's the same thing. Like, oh, you can't just take away two plays and say without these he's this. But those aren't things that are just going to happen against a well coached defense. He had some super duper high, you know, some big time throws. No question. I mean, Lovis, there's a that guy's got a pulse. Like they might have a guy that they can develop into a really good long term player, and I hope that happens because I would like the Titans to be competitive. I'd like to have some all time Titans Jaguars matchups uh, in the Tr- Lawrence Will you know, Will Lovis kind of era. Um, but he also was, he's his you know he was poised in the pocket, but boy oh boy was he asking to get destroyed. <laughs> and now you have a little bit feistier pass rush. I'm nervous. Uh, this Titans offensive line is still a massive, massive problem. Andre Dillard is does not belong on the field. I haven't seen any flashes from Skaronsky yet. The rest of these guys, I mean, they're replacement level at best. Um, I think that's probably why I don't know that I love going to war with Will's to, with Will Levis again. Um, what was the no, stat? I'm, just, I'm not. I'm just not willing to lay was, points. Yeah. What was the, the what was the yardage thing? What was the Steelers yardage thing you mentioned again? Fifty-five games without topping yeah. 400 total yards. Okay, so there was one exception to that. It was a 
playoff game against the Browns. They had 553. Yeah. Maybe uh, before was, that, maybe regular season. Before yeah. that, you go back to you go back to September twentieth, twenty twenty, which was the Randy Fitchner era uh, with uh, with Big Ben. That was the year they went out eleven and zero. That was week two yeah. of that eleven and zero season. They got four hundred yards, and they I went. I went and found that except for the uh, playoff game. Went and found where I found that clip. There was also the um, over the last two seasons. They are two and eight in games where the opponent scores 20 points. And in those two wins, they had at least one defensive score. It's kind of the same thing we keep seeing over and over. But at the same time, what do you say to uh, what would you price? Will Levis does not throw a ball that has a decent chance of being returned for a defensive score. It's Yeah, I mean, that's the pre- the pressure is going to exist yeah. this week. Um, we'll see yeah. how he does. Like, I'm 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 not gonna trust Kenny Pickett with those ribs and lay points in a short week like this with Matt Canada, but like yeah, just the, the ultimate stay away game. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh let's stay away then. <laughs> we'll try to find an angle at halftime to snap what has been a freaking horrific run for my point of view, at least, Andy, uh, you, maybe I just need to listen to what you think in uh, halftime here. Uh, at, la- at last, though, I ha- ha- will have no uh, skin in the game, and that's kind of a good thing. Yeah, maybe we'll have clear yeah. minds. Yeah, clear minds. Um, uh, moving um, on to Sunday morning. Uh, I, one, one last yeah, thing, too. I would, I might bet both the running backs unders in that okay. one. If anything, if Tennessee can do anything right defensively, it is defending the run and Man, even even Warren, who I love, just doesn't have any juice. The run scheme is not good. Like this, it feels like a game where if this, especially if the Steelers are behind, they're gonna have like eighty total yards rushing, and like sixteen of them is gonna be on a Kenny Pickett scramble. It, it feels like a bad running day. Um. Well, let me ask you a quick question. So the who do, would you guess between Mike Tomlin and um, Mike Rabel? Uh, has a better uh, Thursday night football record against the spread. Just out of curiosity. God, I want to say Vrabel just because he's had so many Thursday games. Well, how, many, how many Titans Jaguars games? I, I think there's probably been more. Um, there's probably been more Steelers games because because Tomlin's, Tomlin's been long, in the league forever. Yeah. yeah, I got uh, I got Tomlin at 17 Thursday night games in his career, um, and I've got him at eight and nine straight up. Seven nine and one against the spread. He has not covered a Thursday night game in three, in three tries. Um, so he's on a little bit of a cold it, but... streak himself. Uh, Mike Vrabel has had six Thursday night games. He's three and three straight up, three and three against the spread. So nothing of note with piece. either of these very experienced coaches and how they get their teams prepared for Thursday night. We really can't can't say. Um, so yeah, more good reasons to pass. Let's move on to Sunday. We got early football again. Thank goodness. Ooh, yeah. Frank, is, Frankfurt, uh, Germany. Do you know anything about uh, you're you're an international soccer guy? Do you know anything about the Frankfurt Germany stadium? Uh, will the roof be open? Will the roof be closed? Is wind a factor? Is weather a factor? Uh, you know what what uh, what kind of playing conditions are we expecting here? Is this a, an overfield? Is it an underfield? You know like what's what's the what's the Vibe on, on Frankfurt. Uh, what is this Deutsche all Bank I, all Stadium? All I can think is all I can think of is Saarbrücken. My goodness, twenty-eight to one underdogs today in the in the German <laughs> Cup. They took down they they were down one nil to Bayern München, 
and they scored within stoppage time to tie it up right before half. Nothing in the second half, and then suddenly, at ninety plus four, I think they scored again, twenty-eight to one dog. I was I was wild that like a thirteen to one tie price was going to come in draw, what have you. But I don't know anything about the stadium. It is worth digging into. Interesting. Uh, I know that German winters are generally much more temperate. It's not as bad over there, you know, in November. It comes sure. a little later. I remember, you know, there's like old guys in the town that would talk about the one year that the lake froze or something. You know, they, they, their winters are nicer. You know, Frankfurt, yeah. nice city. Don't know much about the weather. We'll dig in. Mm. I think okay. it's I think it's gonna be fine. I think Miami made the right call. In the city of Frankfurt we're fast. Yeah. In the city of Frankfurt, we're probably gonna get a little bit of rainy conditions in the afternoon evening, fifty-five ish degrees. Uh no, wind actually right? the wind how do you say reg S regnet. Oh, very it, good. It rains. It rains. Yeah. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose, and sometimes, sometimes ice regnant. Sometimes <laughs> yeah. it's regnant. Yeah, uh, we don't want to so, see any schnee. Um, yeah. So I, I, there's going to be wind and rain. I, they're probably going to close the roof. It's got a retractable roof, I believe. At least that's what I read. Um, yeah. Don't really have a read. I don't think weather is going to be a factor. So uh, what may be a factor is the travel decisions of these two teams, which is always something you pay attention to when there is an international game. And the Dolphins did what the plus EV teams have been doing, which is flying over well ahead of time and getting your body clock suggestions to the European time zones. Chiefs have elected to travel later. I think that may explain some of the uh, market support here for the Dolphins this week as we've seen this get bet down from the look ahead of three. Actually, the preseason look ahead. Andy, you want to guess what that was? <sighs> Four and a half? Five and a half. Yeah. Wow. Five and a half. The one week look ahead was KC three and it opened two and a half and it's been bet down to one and a half or one. <laughs> do do us. Um the market is definitely in strong support of the Dolphins here. <clears throat> but I have to tell you something, Andy. This would set a new mark in terms of like first time that I can remember. <laughs> That Tua, uh, if they win, first time I can remember that Tua would beat like a marquee team. That Mike McDaniel would beat a marquee team. I don't really know why they haven't broken through and really had like a bang performance in a super high profile game. Yes, they beat the Bills last year. Yes, they beat the Ravens last year. The both of those were pretty fluky, lucky wins. But you know, then the Bills won. They definitely did not deserve to lose early in that and win early in that season. But uh, for the most part, when Tua is a dog, he does not show up. He is five and twelve straight up, five and twelve against the spread when he is a dog, um, and. It's in general, uh, you know, a little bit of a front-running mentality with these guys. They don't play super well from behind, although they have been better this year. Um, and in, as far as matchups go, like, the Chiefs' offense is probably going to be fine. They're going up against a weaker unit in the Dolphins' defense. I know the Dolphins' defense is improving, but, uh, you know, there's no containing Mahomes, uh, particularly when he is, you know, using the good plays and scrambling and has Kelsey running mock. So um, I think the Chiefs are going to get theirs in here. The question really comes down to can the Dolphins get a lead and can they put away a lead with their ground attack against the Chiefs' run defense that is all of a sudden looking pretty dang haveable. Um, where, do, where do you fall in this game? I really don't uh, remember on Sunday what your opinion was here. Um, and, uh, you know, is this is this another one of those free money, Mahomes under a field goal, don't overthink it type of deals? 
kind of. I'd love to dig in a little more if it was just matchup stuff or but like the the Bills and Eagles games just like didn't really feel like you know after a certain point they were going to do it. And you know they they went down early to Carolina but that was obviously a tragically bad team and all they had to do was oh we should play the good offense. Let's let's score like 35 straight points and we'll just beat the shitty team. Doesn't work against good teams. Uh, Vodzilla says he's legally required to take Mahomes under three. I feel that way too. <laughs> I I hate keep it simple, stupid type of shit. Yeah, I, I hate to keep it simple, stupid, but my numbers <laughs> would agree with that. It's hard to really quantify just how much having a bad wide receiver core matters to this team because it's a problem. Uh, that said, I'm buying Miami long term. Okay. I'm kind of hoping they lose this game as well so I can get better prices in the long term. Because it, it is it is kind of a spot where they're gonna get they're gonna get some pieces back. Like you get you get Armstead and Connor Williams back healthy after that. So both of these teams after this Germany game will head into their bye, which is good for both teams, obviously. But the Dolphins, especially with the two injuries in the offensive line and the three injuries in the defensive secondary. If they get everybody back in the defensive secondary, this goes from a bad defense to probably pretty good. They have some big-time players if they're all on the field at the same time. And the same thing goes for that offensive line, not only in, I don't know, two is bad against pressure. Mm -hmm. I mean, the numbers will tell you that. It's just a weird sample because they get the ball off so quick. So, like, his pressure numbers are a smaller sample than a lot of people, but I mean, if you can open up different parts of this offense by allowing him to hold on to the ball a little more, um, by having a fully healthy offensive line, it opens up the run game even more. Like, this offense is just going to get better. So I'm a long-term Miami buyer. I just don't love him here, even with the, the fact that they traveled, you know, in the advantageous spot. It's probably Chiefs or nothing. Okay. Um, the... Kind of key thought, I guess. One I want to add to the mix here. Um, I got a bad number. I mean, Dolphins came in, but I don't think it really matters. Um, two and a half, one and a half. You know, not not super impactful. I don't think there is a big appetite in the sharp community to get involved in this game at this point. Um, Kansas City, Miami probably closes one and a half. Um, I just, I think. We have learned certainly this season that the Dolphins' offense is better than we thought it was going to be by some margin, but they also have gotten some outlier performances into the data sample so far, and this is a huge step up in competition in terms of the defense they're going to face. I think the Chiefs' defense is top five worthy, even in the absence of Nick Bolton, even though there are some soft spots, particularly on run stop. Um, but they are covering exceptionally well, and they're getting more out of the pass rush than I think a lot of us thought was possible. Um, and the defense has kind of been doing their part plus to this point in the season, um, which to me I think is enough of a, uh, a reason that this should probably be at three or on the other side of three. Than, you know, kind of more like what we would have expected preseason between these two teams because... You know, if you're going to tell me, yeah, well, the Dolphins' offense is much better than we thought, sure. But so the Chiefs' defense is much better than we thought, too. Uh, and, you know, Mahomes is Mahomes. He's the best quarterback in football. This is a wild high leverage game for his MVP candidacy. 
Um, and I think ultimately uh, playing from, uh, you know, the only game state I'm really worried about is if the Dolphins get the ball first, if they have a couple explosive plays, if they put uh, the Chiefs into uh, a little bit of a score deficit, they could probably just shorten this game, right? Shorten the game, run out the clock, and uh, really could just not give the Chiefs enough time to play to play comeback. So that's sort of the one game state I feel like I'm a little vulnerable in here. Uh, and that's why it's not like a super high confidence play, even though, you know, Chiefs under three is usually a pretty damn good Willie, bet. Willie Gay not practicing today is problematic. Um, another linebacker missing would be bad. I yeah. don't know what's up. I think it was a back. I think Suma is doing the going to us. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Suma's, I think, having a, I think his, his wife is having a baby. Person. Yeah, I believe Suma's wife is having a baby, and then he is going to the game, which is a hell of a week for the uh, young man from Germany that we are friends with. So best to him and his family. Um, moving on to Minnesota, Atlanta. Um, yikes. Uh, Jaron Hall, you got a stomach to take the points with Jaron Hall against Taylor Heineke on the road. Um, I did bet Tough it. To... Uh, I think this Vikings team is live. I think Taylor Heineke, as far as an upgrade over Ritter, while true in a neutral sense, I don't think it's a ton, a huge upgrade. And I like uh, a lot of what I've seen out of the Vikings so far this year. Defense is playing a heck of a lot better. Kirk Cousins certainly was kicking ass, and it sucks that he is uh, now done for the year. But it's still a good coaching crew. It's still a really, really uh, outstanding offensive line. And I think... You can give Jaron Hall enough in terms of one read type of offense and get him scrambling, get him using his legs that I think you can be competitive in this one. Um, the Falcons offense is just kind of eh, independent of the quarterback problems, in my opinion. So, uh, and the defense is starting to, you know, kind of regress a bit now that they've, uh, you know, gotten through maybe the easier some easier quarterback play. I don't really know. I just think this is probably closer to, should be closer to three. So I took the four and a half uh, and hopefully uh, I don't feel like a fool for backing Jaron Hall. Yeah. Probably Vikings or nothing here. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Excuse me. Um, It's a better coaching staff. So, it's a better offensive coaching staff, especially. I'm trying to just figure out, like, if I were putting together this game plan, it's a road game. It's going to be a loud indoor stadium. If I'm putting together this game plan, if I'm Kevin O'Connell, like, what is what is the thought process? You know, obviously, the, the easiest thing to say, like, well, make it easy. So he's young. He doesn't have experience. Just give him the easy stuff. And obviously, if you're a defensive coordinator, that's what you're planning for them to do. But, man... It feels like time and time again, a bad or young or replacement level quarterback is just so much better if they have a like sturdy. I'm, sturdy is not the right word. Dependable tight end, like having that tight end safety valve outside of your, you know, your three wide receivers and whatever you have out of the backfield is such a boon to. I hate to just say shitty quarterbacks. I, I don't want to lump them all in, but man, it's just like young, bad, inexperienced replacement. Like it's it's all the same thing to me. So I I do think that'll be you know 
something we can lean on. I kind of like, you know, just Hawkinson props. I feel like he's just going to get 10 targets because what else are you going to do? I don't want Jaron Hall throwing deep six, seven times to this game. I don't, you know, I don't want him. I guess we might see some scrambling, but yeah. And then Dan brings up a good point. Dan is quick to point out any times the Falcons do anything bad, but this is a good one. They just made Will Levis look good. Um, they just sent you know, uh, a pass rusher to the IR. Yeah, great Jared out. Grady, Grady Jared out sucks. Like, that sucks because he's a very good player. That matters. This is a good offensive line. Like, that is, that's the other boon, too. I've said boon twice for Jaron Hall. There's a lot of boons in this game. Yeah. So much boon. A whole farm of boons. A whole farm of boons, right. Yeah. But having two good tackles, a dependable tight end, and an offensive coordinator that came up under Sean McVay. You could do a lot worse. Yeah, Drake London did not practice today. That's not great. It's, yeah, it's it's Vikings or nothing. I hate betting on Jared Hall. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, I you watch know. any of him in the preseason? A little. I'll be honest, I didn't see much of him. Yeah, was, uh, I could go look at my preseason notes. I, I, kinda, I really kind of don't know what to make of him. He was a fifth-round rookie. Uh, I don't remember him in college. Um, yeah, I mean, I you know I looked at his numbers from the preseason. And I was like, oh, okay, he's got legs, cool. Uh, so that should be able to keep him at least a little bit uh, frisky in this one. Uh, BYU kid. Um, I don't know, man. I really don't have a good read on, he, on what he'll so do. So he played, yeah, he played the whole second half in the first one after Mullen started that. Um. KOC is like the opposite of Zimmer. He does not care about the preseason. Zero Kirk, very few starters. When they had the, you know, they had the practices against Arizona. And you see this from a lot of coaches when they get the joint practices and they feel like, hey, we had a couple good practices. Then they just don't play anybody in the game with that mm -hmm. team later in the week. I mean, th that was that was another one where we didn't see hardly anybody going. And then Jaron Hall played the entire third game, but he did so with the backup offensive line. Took a bunch of sacks. They had a couple quarter, a couple touchdown drives, but again, it was against backups. Against oh, that was that was the Cardinals game. So they had joint practice of the Titans and the Cardinals, and then ended up just going with a lot of Jaron Hall. Uh, I don't know. I'm uh, I'm not I'm I'm not interested in backing the, the Falcons laying this many points ever. Okay, that's fair. Um, I think the fair is probably just like around three, maybe three and a half. But, you know, if you're capturing an outcome where the Falcons win by three and four, I think that's that's fair. So yeah. uh, Vikings plus four and a half for pass here. Uh, Seattle, Baltimore, uh, second of the good games. You have two teams that are poised for a playoff run. Um yeah, that is a good thing for Jaron Hall. Uh, two teams that are poised for a playoff run here between Baltimore and, and Seattle. Baltimore uh, is a tough handicap right now. Um, kind of splitting the community here, whether this team is elite or not. Some people think fraud. Some people think elite. Um, I am here to just tell you that they're very, very healthy, uh, and that matters. Um, in general, the, um, the Ravens 
have been, you know, this is, I, I don't know, in general, I think the Ravens have been uh, tested pretty aggressively with their, you know, the situational stuff that's happened to them so far this season with the injuries that they uh, had early in the season, which I think were pretty impactful, I think are kind of muddying up the numbers, particularly on offense for these guys. I think the defense has, you know, since Roquan Smith has been a Baltimore Raven, this is the best defense in football. Better than Browns, better than the Niners. This is it. Number one. And uh, currently number one in DVOA. I think that's fine. Uh, and I think the fact that Mike McDonald is sort of, um, you know, is one of the upper tier defensive coordinators in the NFL is a big deal for this game because Geno Smith has sort of a Jekyll and Hyde vibe, Andy. And if you really wanted to put a finger on why he is he Jekyll and vibe Heidi. Um, Geno Smith can absolutely thrive against zone coverage and he stinks out loud versus man coverage. Um, that was no more apparent. You don't even need to go back into the library to prove this out. Just go watch the Browns film. Um, after the Browns kind of changed some things around in their coverage after the you know first couple of uh, drives for the Seahawks, the Seahawks were absolutely useless offens- offensively there until it was desperation time at the end of that game, and they got the the win largely thanks to Zach Charbonnet uh, getting some hard yards. So um, the Seahawks, I think, are overrated offensively, and I think they kind of match up poorly against a Ravens team that's well-coordinated and that's pretty healthy. Uh, and then on the flip side, um, I think the Ravens can uh, pass-protect well against the Seahawks unit that does not rush the passer effectively well, and I think that opens up opportunities for them to have a pretty balanced attack here and uh, lots of time in the pocket for Lamar Jackson to find players downfield Um Mark Andrews has a nice matchup. You just basically got to throw it away from Devin Witherspoon, and I think you can beat the secondary. So, uh, pick on uh, Bobby Wagner. Pick on uh, you know some of the um, some of the uh, you know less athletic guys that they have on that D line, and I think the Ravens can win and cover here. Um, yeah, I mean five and a half is a big number. I get it. This is a tough travel spot for Seattle. Uh, certainly. You know, going across country, um, not ideal for them. Playing early, not ideal for them. But um, the key, this is kind of the key. And Sam, oh, you nailed it, Sam. It's just about to get to the Sam. This is like the 19th instance of Sam bringing something up that I had queued <laughs> just waiting waiting for Drew to finish a point. Okay. Yeah, uh, Shatz, I think Shatz pointed it out, too, with his DVOA. Like, yeah. It, it was the easiest schedule he had. Uh, by DVOA this year, and I've seen it from a couple different people as well. But Schatz is, you know, I give him credit for having that. Um, and Sam points out they've played the thirty-first schedule of opposing offenses. Yeah. yeah, they're about to they're about to find out if this young secondary is good, good, or if they've played a bunch yeah. of you know middling offenses. Might be the latter. I'm a little reticent to be laying points with Baltimore right now. I've uh, I try to have a short memory, but Christ Almighty, it hurts so bad, Drew. <laughs> it really was, does. Honestly, it really like does. Family member. I'm uh, trying not to say that I made this bet because I'm chasing. Uh, I'm just going to Martin Gale Ravens until they win 50 to t- 52 to 70 again. Um, I don't know, man. I, I I think I think the Seahawks defense is a little fraudulent. If there's a fraud in any of the four units here, I think it's the Seahawks D. I don't think this is a top 10 unit. I think there are fact that they can't really generate pressure is a problem. And honestly, like the fact that the offensive line can't do an especially great job of pass protection at times is an issue, even though they're getting healthier. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this is kind of the final thought I had for you, and then I'll kind of cede the floor. Um, 
the 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 season outcomes here for the Seahawks, I think, are super duper narrow. I think their ceiling is a six seed in the NFC, and their floor is a six seed in the NFC. I don't think this team can beat the Niners. I don't think they can win the West, but I also don't think there's anyone that's going to run them down and push them down any lower than six. Does that make sense? Yeah, the the NFC is weird like that. We talked about this a little off the air, and we I know it's come up in the Discord a little as well. It's like the seventh seed for the NFC is going to be like an all time bad. Like, there's a chance it's the Vikings with like Josh Dobbs starting a playoff game, guys. Because I mean, most likely it is a second team out of the NFC South because the NFC South schedules are just all so incredibly easy. So it does feel like it'll be, you know, whoever can't catch my Saints in that division at this point. So it might be a Kyle Trask playoff game. You know, it could be a Taylor Heineke playoff game. Either way, it's going to be rough. (laughs) And like you said, there's this weird gap. If the Niners get things right, the Seahawks start losing to better teams like this. It's going to be tough for me to see them, like you said, sliding out of that uh, that wild card spot. And man, there's going to be yeah, the Panthers are not dead. Like they have such an easy schedule. If that offense figures it out, it's going to be it's going to be a tough hang with that seven seed Seahawks. Though it's a good enough six seed. That'd be a decent game if they get the right matchup. Yeah, no, I think that will. Uh, Lions are in the mix there. Anything but the Niners, really, and that's a good game, right? If the Niners get the three seed, we're kind of like. Really? Like, and I think anything else were good. Lions Seahawks was a fun game week two. Saints Seahawks would be good. Anything else? Yeah, I'm with you there. Um, But yeah, yeah, like the the win over the Giants isn't impressive. What they were able to do, you know, against the Bengals wasn't obviously impressive. You lost to that team. They probably should have put up a little more against the Cardinals. it's not been a team I've been super excited, even though that was, God, that was my teaser leg of the century against the Cardinals, and they made me sweat it. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I haven't seen this team even doing that. Like, where is, you know, where's the bully nature of, like, beating up on bad teams? Hmm. They don't have that. Yeah, they it doesn't strike that. me as a team that uh, wins. They beat a- up on the Giants, and what the way that defense succeeded that day was they were super aggressive with the Blitz. Well, good luck against the the Ravens in, in 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 with that strategy like you're going to Yeah that really, that giant really again good point by Lipscomb here that Giants Seahawks yeah. game was so weird how they brought all those blitzes with the secondary yeah. and they sacked him like a million 11 10 times <laughs> it was and, a lot yeah it, we just haven't seen that since or before yeah. poor all right so poor Dable I laid it with the Ravens. Uh, don't love it, but uh, again, Martin Gelling Ravens until uh, I get my Arizona boat back. <laughs> Arizona at Cleveland. <laughs> uh, shower farty here, uh, and Let's really just clear, just clear the air on Kyler. He's not playing. No, he's still practicing. He's still throwing to practice squad players. They bring the in Jeff Driscoll. The headlines like, out not, are it's not dumb. happening. It makes it sound like he's going to play. He's not. Well, here's playing, like right? the weird thing is that. Like, and actually, you know what? Let me kind of do a little quick sidebar here. Uh, Cleve TA, great NFL mind, great handicapper. Really love his perspective. Anytime he's on a pod or we're doing anything football, I listen, I read, I love it. He He's fucking killing me with the his take on Gannon and their, and, and this, uh, 
the Kyler Murray stuff because he's he's like he has an inside connection to that front office and really through that to that coaching staff and so he's got a lot more information than the rest of us and he's just like man nobody knows anything about anything about anything about anything it's like dude you know more than anyone else you can't have that opinion <laughs> you can't be like yeah nobody like oh, people really thought they were going to trade Kyler Murray today. we don't know they're not. They're being extremely obsequious, you know, obfuscation. The obfuscation, the the lack of detail, the lack of anything useful coming out of that front office publicly makes it impossible to read what in the world they are doing, what is going on. Like some of the statements are so outrageously positive about Kyler Murray and practice, the way he looks, and he's he's never been, he's never looked better. Everybody's so fired up for Kyler Murray. We're going to war with uh, Clayton Toon and Jeff Driscoll this week. What? Like, wait, what? what, what what's all this other stuff you're saying? I, I don't understand. I don't understand. I can't read this. I can't read the tea leaves here. I'm not getting the inside scoop, so I'm just completely blind to what in the world the Cardinals uh, are trying to do here. Like, okay, pretty clearly they expect to start Kyler Murray next week because yeah. he has to come off IR by November 9th. And at that point, he will presumably be QB1, not Clayton Toon. Why you would dink this game if you ultimately are trying to win with Kyler Murray this year makes no sense to me. Like, why are you trying to win anyway? Like, you just, you, you like the players you've got. You're going to build with this nucleus. You don't need a top couple picks in the draft. Okay. Like, I, I don't really get what your incentives are to push hard with Murray this year and be an eight and nine type of team with winning a bunch of games down the stretch. But it seems like that's at least what Cleve thinks is the vision here um and then you trade away dobbs the t- the messaging around dobbs and why they traded him away was weird too like before they made the you know they, they benched they benched him but then they traded him and it was like okay well that's why you benched him. Oh, that, yeah that makes yeah. sense now. <laughs> now it makes sense but it's just there's like a shit ton of double speak when those guys are either the either the people covering the team are miscommunicating it to the <laughs> lay people like us or they are specifically saying things that are driving narratives away from whatever the reality is. So anyway, let's just go say, I, I don't get the Cardinals. I don't know what the vision is. I don't know what the plan is, yeah. but I think you're right. It's not going to be Kyler Murray this week. And it's, it may not be, it may not be PJ Watts Walker. It sounds like yeah, Sean Watson, or at least man. according to Mary Kay Cabot, who's been super fucking wrong all year. Uh, he looked great in <laughs> his reps in practice today. So maybe Watson comes back. I would love like, to see that film. Because we, we heard that yeah. before. And yeah. then he goes into a game and he looks like he has about 50% of the arm he's supposed to have. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Mostly, I, I just, mostly because I yeah, don't want to bet. I don't want to bet this game. I don't have a I don't have a lean here. I don't have a side. This number's probably about right. But if, if they're gonna be squarely in the back door like they were last week. Again, I don't think Clayton Toon is nearly as good as Josh Dobbs. Obviously, they traded for someone Jeez. preseason. Yeah, because they, you know, they ended up with Toon and what was it Colt? Well, they cut Colt McCoy. They were going to do. Toon. They were yeah, and then they decided at the last minute. Well, Toon's not going to work either. So go get us Dobbs. And they got Dobbs from the Browns, right? And now yeah. Dobbs is on the Vikings. Ooh, what a weird, oh. just a bizarre. <laughs> uh, I know when, bizarre when, when I saw that. Yeah. When I saw that the. The Dobbs isn't practicing. 
Yeah. Or Dobbs is demoted. He's not he's not the starter. I'm like, oh, are they gonna trade him? Who the fuck is gonna trade for Josh Dobbs? And then it dawned on me. I'm like, oh no, this <laughs> oh, isn't. No. And I'm like, no, nah, that's not gonna happen. They wouldn't do that. <laughs> but I mean, that was so yeah. cheap. It was so cheap. I don't blame Minnesota, I guess. Yeah. So was I it more it, or less than what the Cardinals gave up to get him? Did you to look? I think it was less because basically <laughs> they just did pick swaps and sixth and seventh. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Well. Um okay the um teaser game moving on all right <laughs> I have nothing else to say about the Browns uh, low low you know. total home yeah. seven and a half throw it in a teaser there might be wind there uh I don't know keep an eye on that uh that's it's, a, it's, I'd it's rather calling have PJ for Walker, honestly, than what we saw from Deshaun would you rather have a hundred percent PJ Walker than Deshaun Watson we saw in the first quarter at the other game? Um boy Twist it's my close, arm. I twist my Walker arm. I'd rather have Walker. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but you know, apparently Watson looks great. So I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I best of you to even teasing this game. Like, like you could convince me this closes ten and a half. You could convince me this closes three. <laughs> like I really have no idea what is going yeah. on here. <laughs> if, this was, if there were yeah. a third option, yeah. Rob took yeah. the jugs machine. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, Rams I'm Green just, Bay. Yeah. All, the last thing I was just yeah that 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 game is the the Cleve TA game because it's Cleveland Arizona and I just want to yeah. say if I ever you got to call me out, Andy. If I ever have inside information and I'm acting like the world doesn't understand something and it's because I know more, you just call me out and say, "Remember when you got really mad at Cleve for that?" And I'll be like, "Oh yeah, sorry." <laughs> so Not right, moving on, <laughs> moving on. L.A. at Green Bay. You got to read on uh, on. Brett Rippon against this vaunted Packers defense? Minus their second, maybe their best corner. Jair kind of been getting toasty a little this year. I don't think he's 100%. Okay. You lose uh, a starting cornerback to trade because you are now a seller. Uh, Demarovsky reported today that uh, we're, not, uh, we're not sold that love is the future of this team. Inside of uh, the hallow, I didn't see that Green Bay. Really? Apparently, apparently, that's the report is that the team is not sold on love being the future. He has not been good. This is why I took, I have a Packers to win the Super Bowl ticket. I took them at like 30 to 1 to win the, I think maybe I have an NFC ticket too. God damn, Andy. <sighs> but it was always, if Jordan Love is good, there's so many pieces on this offense. He's not good. He just didn't any good. That said, <laughs> Brett Rippon's a backup man for a reason. I don't yeah. know how long we're going to be without Stafford. That thumb injury sounds kind of nasty. Could be yeah. a few weeks, but they're a team with, you know, legitimate wild card hopes. So they might push it a little. Stafford's always been that guy that will play through a little bit. I mean, he caught a touchdown pass. Excuse me. Uh, I think it was a two point conversion. Same difference, but he caught that pass with a bad thumb. So, yeah, here's <laughs> here's the quote. Seth has got us. Gutknest. I never can say that GM's name right. Brian, he called. That's way easier. Just call him Brian. Brian says he needs more time to evaluate and says these next game, 10 games are very important for love. Wow. Didn't give him the uh, vote of confidence. I mean, uh, is Gutenkust even going to get to do the evaluation? And Koost. I don't. How does that work? The owners are spread out throughout the Midwest. I know, but like, is he on, honestly a long-term, for sure, secure guy? 
he has taken apart a dynasty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, no that's, kind of, that's kind of where we stand right now. Like they came into the season with a million young players. This was their gamble. And is anything working out? Patrick brings up a good point too. Playing through a right thumb injury is a little different. <laughs> like gripping the ball, super important. <laughs> it is important. A, a key tenet also, of quarterback. It's, it's worth noting, this is a repeat injury for Stafford. It's yeah. an injury he had to have surgery on. So remember, remember when Favre had this injury and he got addicted to painkillers. I do, I do. I was like nineteen. was all this time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, it's a it's a bad deal for Stafford and the Rams. The Rams are a little snake bitten right now. Um, yeah. That said, your your point is fair about the secondary, and all of a sudden looks super duper suspect. Uh, did you know they're starting a player named Carrington Valentine at, at CB two? Opposite Jair Alexander. Do you think it sounds, like, does... sounds like a character from like a steampunk comic book? <laughs> yes, it does. How do you how do you rate Carrington Valentine's ability to cover uh you know Cooper Cup Puka Nakula? I, I, I gotta, guess I'd have gotta to read, read the graphic novel first. But, uh, <laughs> my goodness, yeah, I don't this is that. Dude, did you see that thread, by the way, uh, of all of the uh, um, college basketball players with the insane names? Yeah, a million bucks. bucks. There was another guy, too, which was uh, uh, like uh, the left hand one. What was the left hand guy? Did you get to that one? Uh, I, I oh, dude, you thread. gotta go. You gotta go to the bottom of the thread because there was a good one. It was like anonymous left hand or something insane like that, and it was like literally or well-known left, uh, famous. It was famous lefty or famous left hand or something. Anyway, there's some ins- absolutely insane names in that thread. So go enjoy that. And um, there's a special joke for anyone who uh, remembers Varsity Blues well. Right after that, which I, I'll leave that to you to find on the internet. So Side, sidebar, <laughs> yeah. Because I watched uh, Famous, famous Left, left Hand. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> what do you, what do you, what do, yeah. you do when you when you stay home sick besides sleep? I slept a lot, but you can only <laughs> sleep so much. I watched some films, and every <laughs> streaming platform right now is pushing horror because yeah. it was Thanksgiving. You know, of course, Thanksgiving. It was yeah. Halloween. I don't like horror. I don't like gore. I I watched Scream because it was like a really big deal, and it's a good movie. But like. Like the Goonies, that's that's a scary enough movie for me, man. <laughs> you know, what with the blender and the fist and the oh blender? god, what that's if I see the tomatoes? <laughs> so I I did watch a horror film uh, after I woke up from like my ninth oh, nap. My the Faculty. Do you remember? Oh the yeah, faculty? yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my oh, god, yeah. Josh Hartnett. Yeah. Uh, Elijah would like that was kind of a banger. I, I hadn't good. seen. Oh my god, the soundtrack was just like shit. I had on. You know, burnt CDs in 1998. Um, yeah, I haven't seen any of the Saw movies. It sounds like a bad time. Um, not good. not betting this game. I don't know how to properly price Ripon because it's a good. It's the same Minnesota, you know, argument. Hey, you have a really good play calling team. You have a really good coaching staff, and you have really good weapons on the outside. Like if you can get find ways to get the ball out there in space. It's it's again against a a very much replacement level secondary piece that they've had to slide in to fill in for Rasul Douglas. I don't know. Like Rams are probably pretty live to score some points here, even with Brett Ripon. I haven't been impressed with either side of the ball for the Packers for quite a while. So yeah, I I uh, just uh, I mean I I hope this ends up at two and a half, and I end up with the Rams in the teaser. 
You remember that weird game that Brett Rippon started for the Broncos against the Jets on uh, Thursday Night Football, and it was like Brett Rippon versus maybe Flacco, <laughs> and uh, uh, the total was like thirty, and they both scored like forty points. That's the only Brett Rippon knowledge I have. Other than that, I, I just have completely not, tuned that's out. That's not ringing a bell. <clears throat> his dad was Mark, or his uncle was Mark Rippon. Yeah, uh, uncle. the uh, of course the uh, the famous Redskins quarterback who uh, won the ninety one Super Bowl ninety one or ninety two. Did the, uh, with the posse, yeah. Did the R words win all three Super Bowls with different quarterbacks? Have we been over that? Uh, yes, it, they did. Yeah, Doug, Theismann, Doug, Doug Williams, Doug Theismann first, Doug Williams second, and then Rippin third. Yeah, that's right. It's kind of crazy, like because it was a dynasty. You have yeah. to call it a dynasty. You win three Super Bowls in that short of a period of time. There's no dynasty that's ever done that. Where you did it with three different quarterbacks. Yeah, shit's kind of nuts. You know what's crazy is that Washington proud was, franchise. That Washington team in '91 was so good. They like won their 13 first like 12 or 13 games. They were the last undefeated team. They finished 14 and two. They absolutely steamrolled through uh, the playoffs. Won the Super Bowl going away. Mark Rippon was outstanding that year. He got fourth uh, in terms of votes for MVP. Uh, he got beat by Barry Sanders. And he got beat by two Buffalo Bills. Jim Kelly got more votes than him. And Thurman, Thurman Thomas got the MVP. The Terminator. Oh, I, Thurman, had in, I had a buddy in, in elementary school. Shout out Tim. Huge and by the way, Buffalo Thurman Thomas's Thurman Thomas's uh, stat line is pedestrian by today's running back production stamp. You know, kind of kind of uh, point of view. He had fourteen hundred yards, seven rushing touchdowns, six hundred yards receiving, five receiving touchdowns, so twelve total touchdowns and Reed. twelve total touchdowns and two thousand total yards. That's like uh, that's like a uh, an off year for CMC. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah, we, we we will say Redskins once in a while when we're referring to the old team, but we'll try not to pull a full Chris Broussard. <laughs> that was that was rough, buddy. I don't know what you were thinking there. Um, not not excited. I would I would lean Rams. I've not bet this game. That yeah, was okay. uh, Super Bowl twenty six up there in the Hubert H Humphrey Metrodome. <clears throat> Tampa Bay at Brett Rippon's fourth fourth start. By the way, he only started two games against uh, when he was on Denver last year, and he only started one game on Denver in twenty twenty. Uh, so it is a really small sample size. Who knows? Maybe he has. You know what a sounds good, Drew? A shot. You should do shots on the air. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> is that Dayquil? It's gonna keep you up, man. Dayquil? You're gonna be up until well, you're gonna be up you until switch, midnight. You go like what Elvis did. You switch oh, to the downers in a couple hours. You're, you're trying to adjust to California time. I get it. I am. Oh, yeah, I get it. Jelly, I get it. You're doing the opposite of uh, what the Chiefs are doing. I have not packed to. yet. Yeah. I have not packed yet. <laughs> got to find some yeah. shorts. Is it still warm? Uh, it is. It's like it's not warm, man. It's it's hot here. Uh, All right. High ties today were like 85. We got a Santa Ana wind thing going on. It is dry and hot. A desert came to us. Uh, although it's cooling off and it's going to be a very pleasant, I think, high uh, low 70s with the highs at the beach this we'll weekend. Be laying on the beach tomorrow. Plan accordingly. <clears throat> oh. Golf shirts. Texans hosting the Bucks, yeah. Coming off a loss to one of the best young quarterbacks I've seen in the league. Um, Bryce Young, forgettable performance by Stroud, kind of a forgettable year, honestly, if you're voting for anything this year, um, but getting another kind of a very winnable game 
they've had the soft schedule as well. This is another one where you're favored, but this time at home, Buccaneers team. What's the uh, what's the Evans status right now? Let me. Check. Right, as far as uh, I know, Evans is fine. Not traded. Oh, oh, that's what he meant. <laughs> that he's still on the Bucks. Not traded somehow. No. I don't know how they didn't get an offer that was good enough for that. I'm sure several teams had to be thinking about it. Everybody knows he wants off, but uh, somehow did not get traded. I don't understand it either. Bucks vision is also a team I, I just throw my hands up. It's a weird, weird forward-looking vision for this team. I don't have strong feelings either way on this one. Um, probably continue to struggle a little bit in the running game for Houston. I don't love them with the lead. Buccaneers second half. Oh, interesting. Okay, so you know why that makes this especially probably high, man. You know why that makes especially good sense, Andy, is because I for whatever reason the Buccaneers pass our pass protection has been really, really good, even though they have a bunch of who's in the, especially in the middle. Yeah. And you know who's like one of the worst pass rushes in the NFL is the Texans. So it's not like the Texans are going to be able to put this one away and get off the field if they have a lead in the second half. This is a game that's probably going to be decided in the later stages. That's ultimately why I didn't lay the Texans here, even though I think the Bucks are a pretty poor team. Um, Baker Mayfield out there with a pretty meaningful. Yeah, I like him coming back. Um, yeah, yeah, that. Could I, I don't, I don't think the Texans can, ex, you know, extend drives against a halfway decent front seven. Yeah, um, no, that makes and sense. Yeah, the, the pass rush isn't isn't really all that impressive. So, yeah, Buccaneers second half is kind of a put it in your pocket and look for it. Yeah, I get why the Texans are a little bit of a hot side this week, but I, I just, <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not mass. There says if you like bad Feels running, bad love running. this one. <laughs> that is a very good very good uh there's gonna uh, be so many there's gonna be there's gonna be so many runs runs that you're gonna be so mad about if you bet either team like oh or the over if you bet the over in this game don't watch it second and 15 off guard counter let's go (laughs) it is a tough hang all right uh first to 17 wins probably uh i don't have anything else on this one uh you want to move on and do we have yeah i I kind of like that under i think 40 might even be a little high but my totals are in the toilet. And yes, Houston (laughs) does take money every week, somehow, some way. The Patriots, three and a half here. Yeah, and if you wanted to see this game in Foxborough, you would get tickets from Ticketmaster or something, right? No, I don't. I don't have to do one today. Oh, we're we're good today. Okay, cool. Yeah, we. Um, well, I was got. Oh, check, you didn't check tell cleared. me. That's cleared. Oh, okay, because I was gonna make some Ticketmaster jokes about it after the Breeders' Cup. Still, you want to go still see? Give them some shine. You want to go see Washington USC? Because uh, like basically, right after the Breeders' Cup, one of the better college football games is gonna be going on at the Coliseum just down the street. So, we can uh, go to the Coliseum. Now you've been to the Coliseum? No, you've you never been to your, LA, right? Did you get your? Uh, I've never been to LA. Yeah. Did you get? Uh, your physical tickets? tickets yes i've yeah. got them in hand yeah it come in a cute folder yeah 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 I it's like uh that. it's a little, a, little, a little folio actually yeah that's what i, th- I think yeah. they give you a you don't get your lanyard you, you got to get your lanyard your lanyard at the gate yeah. yeah that's right yep you got it um all right washington new england patriots are three and a half point favorites what Ooh. they're going to be without top 15 wide receiver Kendrick Bourne. Um, their offense has struggled against bad teams. Uh, commander's defense is bad, and they just fire sailed two really good players who are young. That doesn't mean that all of a sudden the Patriots' offense is going to look dynamic here. 
Um, this is commies or pass, and I, I kind of can't believe this is a, on the other side of three. Where are you at? Yeah, I don't, I don't see where I'm even losing Sweat and Chase Young. It's not like this this defense has taken some huge step back. It wasn't good to begin with with them. So yeah. I don't know like that we should be adjusting, you know, numbers strictly based off that. It is a highly volatile team that goes with how Howell goes. Yeah. And with the injuries to the Patriots second and third levels, Howell could have a good game. I'm not gonna pay to see it. I'm, I, I'm not like you said. I, I'm certainly not laying laying it with uh, the Patriots on the other side of a field goal here. But uh, yeah, this would be kind of a. If I were to bet this, let's say it was a hundred dollar bet, I would not take that and put it on commies plus three and a half, maybe half of it or something. The rest would all go in little increments on, you know, you go 25% of it on commies minus three and a half commies minus seven and a half. Yeah. They're, they're either going to look great on offense or it's going to be another one of those days where Howell's getting sacked by guys who get one other sack in the other 16 games. Like people that have no business getting quarterback pressures because it's just like the guy's been running around back there for nine seconds. Yeah. So Josh, Josh, Uchi's gonna gonna single handedly uh, make his uh, surprise. He didn't get moved to. No, he's he's gonna single handedly make his uh, his sack total from last year in this game. You think? Some people have sacked Howell this year, so it was gonna be (laughs) yeah, it was gonna be Howell, Howell or nothing. I'm not excited about this, but no, uh-uh. yeah, it, it might be it might be some cute little props on commanders no, minus okay. three and a half. And, uh, probably get two two thirty two fifty on that. Yep, that sounds good to me. Um, all right, well, uh, Chicago at New Orleans, we have a uh, Tyson Badgent game on the road again. Uh, he looked pretty useless in LA against the Chargers and now this is a better defense um, the Saints are they have a bunch of guys who are limited participants in practice I hope everybody that is on that LP list ultimately was just getting some some vet rest type of stuff like Demario Davis matters and you know the tackles matter I, I think the Saints are going to be at full strength here effectively. Um, the Bears continue to invest in their defense for reasons unknown. Uh, I know that they just are at the point in their franchise rebuild where they just need good players, and that's why they're doing some of the things they're doing. Um, but this seemed like a, a pretty easy uh, a pretty easy move to dunk on, considering you traded a top forty pick for a guy that is going to be a little bit of a difficulty to keep on your roster in the future. I am going to uh. die <laughs> if he just signs with the Falcons in the offseason now. And, Drew, yeah. you, you brought they can tag him. We finally got to yeah. this, but, but you kind of want to save yeah. that tag for J.J. If you don't yeah. if you don't sign Jalen Johnson to some – like now, the, now what this has done, and I'm sure if we're figuring this out, Jalen Johnson's – agent has figured this out like his price goes his price went way up now yeah oh yeah our ask yeah our ask last year was cheap should have have gotten should have done he he said out loud like i'm not looking for like to reset the market he should now because if they want to keep him they might have to tag sweat 
and then they can't tag you, so you kind of have him over a barrel. Like he should absolutely up his asking price at this point. I'm not sold on polls. Um, and yes, this is teaser porn. Way better. <laughs> like getting getting a home team at seven and a half rather than the eight or eight and a half. Getting a team with a great defense, like you said, a little scary with some of the injury news. Hopefully that improves by Thursday and Friday, but yeah, it's still Bagent is very limited in what he can do. This is going to be maddening to watch as the Saints win, you know, twenty-one to ten on seven field goals, all from inside <laughs> the eighteen-yard line. There, but, they, no, there's signs of life there, man. I don't think it bit. was just the opposition that got him into the rare air of thirty-eight last week. Like they're starting to kind of get an identity, I think, a bit. Um, they're tacking away from some of the shitty plays. <laughs> I think that's kind of the key. Uh, I, uh, but yeah, I mean, I made a, the joke already. And so apologies if you're hearing this for the second time, but, um, I laid seven and a half with the saints because I think realistically they just have to score eight points and that's good. Um, I don't think the bears are scoring in this game. Uh, just a brutal environment and, uh, a very, very good, uh, good defense. Well, coach defense, uh, and a defense that actually has the personnel to really, really hurt the bears. Like if I was going to tell you, like, well, what if the Bears, what if they just do a, a million screen passes to DJ Moore? Man, Lat- Lattimore is going to shut him down. I- I'm not not worried about DJ Moore in this one. Like, honestly, your your wide receiver one's up against a good CB1. Even if Fields was available for this one, this was always a Saints spot. And uh, I think the Saints are very, 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 very bettable for the AFC South right now. Yeah, um, That price makes 0.0 sense to me. Uh, I did this like three weeks ago at the same pricing. I, I don't understand. Like, uh, we're at, we're I'm tempted to go back for more. <clears throat> uh, Saints, honestly, the Falcons have three or four losses on their schedule still. That's my sincere opinion. The Saints have one or two. This is uh, as long as Derek Carr is healthy. And even if he's not, if it's Jameis Winston, I think the Saints win the South. And I think that should be. Uh, kind of in the minus one. My numbers put it in like the minus one forty, minus one fifty range. So I'm very bullish Saints South. Um, and unfortunately, there are very few places in the offshore space that I can get a bed of size down. So I've been thinking about having friends in the desert try to go to go to a, a circa for me and bet that. Going to the kiosk. Anyway, yeah, I'm a teaser. Lay it. Saints, uh, Bears team total under, Saints team total over, Saints to win the South, Saints to win the NFC. Don't go that far. That number's not quite big enough. But yeah, I'm already sitting on some Saints South, so I've laid this already. Okay, cool. Indy, Carolina. Was supposed to be another rookie on rookie. Instead, we get Gardner Minshew, who is... Another volatile quarterback, trending more towards the bad side of volatility. Uh, I guess in this <laughs> one, I'm just kind of yeah, I'm just kind of thinking about how how likely it is that Young has a good enough day to keep him moving because he's he moved up. Obviously, he moved way up the rookie of the year numbers, but he's still behind like Aiden O'Connell, which makes me sad. I need you up at like 15 to 1 next week there, Bryce. I need you to have a big game. 
I think it might take a couple weeks to fully integrate what uh, Brown wants to do there. I don't know. It kind of depends. How do you feel with this Colts defense? Uh, they're, in? Yeah, so the Colts are funny because they play super fast and their defense is really susceptible to everything. So they get into these game states where Minshew has to be a hero and um, that hasn't worked out super well for them. Uh, Panthers are an offense that desperately needs one of those type of games. Like they would, like if the Panthers' offense looks good in this game, that's your signal that the Colts' defense is thirty second, <laughs> right? Like if they can make these guys look good, then you know you're they're, you're doing something wrong here. Um, I think ultimately uh, the Panthers' win last week, you know, it was like pulling teeth. <laughs> this offense is pulling teeth. This offense is super, has just it lacks fluidity. It lacks creativity. I don't understand why. Uh, there wasn't any difference when we changed. Oh, uh, it looked it looked coordinators. the same. Looks it the did. same. Wasn't fun. No, not great. Um, so, yeah, I I thought hard about taking the Panthers here, and ultimately just said forget it. Like, I don't I don't think the Colts are good. I don't think there's a huge difference in these two teams. They should this should probably be priced around to pick them, but. Uh, I'm just I the one of the theses of betting the Panthers last week was the offense was going to look better with the regime change and it just didn't so forget it yeah 44 uh, there is probably one way I'd oh consider betting the Panthers here I don't know if you guys have heard parlayed with six, the over the six point teaser oh yeah, yeah. I don't mind I don't mind a home <laughs> underdog in those <laughs> I've just like I've just stuck to my guns where I'm playing all of them. There are ones I like more. Those get thrown in more combinations. But get Last week was not great for teasers, but we've had enough really good weeks this year where teasers are up. So, Yep. Okay. Uh, yeah, kind of a find, find out week about the Panthers. Two. Somebody and, made that uh, comment earlier that they're not completely dead for the playoffs despite only having the one win. But it needs, uh, it needs to happen in games like this. If they want to yes. even get close to having that sort of, uh, you know, sniffing the playoffs late in the season. Yeah. Um, weird that uh, the Texans closed three and a half and the Indies two and a half. That tells you that the Texans are one point above, above Indy right now. Kind of wild. Uh, anyway, Giants LV. The shower fartiest of all the shower fart games this week. Fartiest of the, the fartiest, farts, man. AOC versus DJ. Is that your read? Can you remember? Yeah, it sounds like. So this is kind of fucked, right? Like, oh, not cleared for contact. Not cleared for contact. Like, oh man, we got to start Tommy DeVito. Your neck just, your neck feels better, son. And they're like, (laughs) you're good. Suddenly, suddenly he's better. Um, if I was gonna say something nice about the Giants, their pass rush has gotten progressively better they have some good yep. pieces um sound like they tried to trade at least one piece of their secondary were unsuccessful they traded some extra that they had in the middle up front and got a good haul for it i if i'm out on polls and obviously i'm out on dable i still will never forgive him for winning coach of the year <laughs> i'm very much in on Sh- uh, shane okay Every every move so far has been pretty good. For sure. And I don't want to hold the Daniel Jones contract against him. That was such a tough spot. 
I don't know what you do there, but it's, it's super damned if you do, damned if you don't. So I like the trade they made. Uh, I think they came out ahead on that one. This is a good defensive line. This has been a good pass rush. Um, the offensive line is starting to get healthy. We're seeing good reports. Um, and you're going to need that because Max Crosby is a bit of a menace. Mm. Um, it'll be interesting to see what kind of effort level you get from Devontae Adams here. I'll criticize Shane about one thing. Which one's that? He's in long. He's in the long list of dudes that could have gotten Lamar Jackson and just elected to stick with what they had. I wonder what the actual asking prices were. Two. It was two firsts. It was there wasn't two even first. really. It was it was yeah. two firsts. And the Giants had their first was late because they went so far in the playoffs. So their first wasn't even that valuable last year. I don't know. I didn't ever even hear there was buzz that the Giants might be interested in Lamar. Uh, and boy, oh boy, would that have been a massive upgrade. And there was there wasn't anything else they really could have done. Like there was no other free agents. There's no free no quarterback free agents has popped this year. Everybody's fallen flat. Um, there's been you know the draft choices all went to teams that needed them at the top. Um, maybe one of those teams takes a shot on Daniel Jones instead and you can get one of the top three quarterbacks, but that's playing with fire when you're picking that late in the first. So, you know, I, you know, they, their choices I think were to stick with DJ with Daniel Jones or go get Lamar Jackson. And they made the wrong choice there. I, I wonder if, I wonder if maybe they got told to pound sand like, Hey, it's two first, but your first suck. Like we don't want a late first. I so, they so you, the, you need the, to throw in a second or something. The ta- the the type of tag they used m- took the negotiations out of it. Oh both. yeah, it was the it was yeah. the tra- uh, transition tag. It was literally whatever. just this is the price. Come and get it. And I think the Baltimore could have like matched or some kind of matched yeah. contract or something. They had some final thing they could have done, but you had Baltimore in a yeah, bad spot where you could have put the triple stamp. You could have put the price uh, in a place, but maybe it was maybe it wasn't impossible with the way that the uh, you know the, the cap was. Set this up is a good point by Patrick whatever. too. Lamar wouldn't have lasted Ooh, four games. That's a very Don't fair you point. Put that evil on anyone's knee, Patrick. Okay. Anyway, uh, um, we yeah, the talking the, point uh, is yeah, here. Right. I cannot <laughs> believe they fired a coach midseason. Holy crap! They did yeah. it. Uh, Mark Davis, all, all that. You know what? He's probably flush with cash from the Aces, winning the WNBA championship and all selling all that merch and having all those sold out games for the Aces. So he's like, you know what? I can stomach another sixty million dollars. See you later, turd. Um, I guess. So a couple of thoughts on the Josh McDaniels era and the Josh McDaniels now second stint as a head coach. Um, who could have seen this coming, Andy? First thing this guy did when he got there was immediately like stick his finger in the eye of the good players. <laughs> like the you remember the first uh practice and him screaming at guys and then followed up with the Hall of Fame game where he ran Josh Jacobs into the line ten times and you're literally like, What what are you doing, man? Like what is like you, you think this is gonna endear you in the locker room? And then just consistently kind of you know, being a weirdo about information and all this stuff. Like I, I mean, this was uh telegraphed long ago uh the way he was conducting himself as a head coach and i just how many more belichick guys are gonna act like fucking lunatics when they go get a head coaching job and it doesn't work 
Like yeah. I'm losing count. <laughs> like this is absolutely wild that uh, he comported himself this way as a head coach, and he was absolutely right to be fired. Um, the Raiders are absolutely right to go with AOC. Jimmy G was miserable on Monday night. Miserable. Like you cannot use words um, that are that correctly characterize how off he was in that game. It was awful to watch. And the he's just not healthy. There's no way he's healthy. Like you, you look no at way. that box, you look at that box score, and it's like 500 to 150 in yardage, yeah. and you're like, oh my god, they kicked the shit out of him. It's like he left like 200 yards and touchdowns off the board. But yeah. I'm, maybe they don't win. And I know Detroit screwed up on a few the end of a few drives, and they should have had some more. The the real victims in that game were overbetters. Yeah, because I mean, both of those balls were like, oh, he beat the ever living shit out of everybody in the secondary all you have to do is make that throw yeah he just he wasn't he wasn't yeah. right also every time the lions brought a blitz he just did this tap tap, tap dancing happy yeah. feet thing and just, just took a sack or threw it away it was awful awful watch and so right right move to move to aoc you know what, what was the wrong move andy the gm signing jimmy g in the first place who could have seen that coming that this was a bad decision uh, you put Mr. Glass behind this offensive line, and you're, you know, he's in and out of the lineup with injuries, and he's ineffective when he's in. Like a shocker, guy only ever succeeded under Kyle Shanahan, and you think he's going to work for you? Okay, good luck. Um, this is this was all of this was the right decision, Mark Davis. You're figuring Clear anything is out, man. Good job, good job. Uh, well done, you. Uh, uh, and also, you know what is kind of nice? A, a nice two two other kind of nice secret things about this, right, Andy? Number one, the guy they put in charge has big time Dan Campbell vibes. Like, I like him already. Very, like, I just, I, very just clearly, I fell in love with the guy. Like, today. You, and you know who could use that? A team that is absolutely hated the shit out of their old coach could very much use a guy like that. You know, and, this, this guy has Rich yeah. Pascasia vibes. Yeah, sure he does. <laughs> just give yeah. him, you know cheap you could have got him guys you could have got him you could have got him for cheap yeah um but uh yeah the, the this guy has seems to have a pulse it may not work and he's right willing away. to cheat yeah this guy he, he pulled the mini pete carroll oh. he was he was like when arizona state was getting in trouble he's like ah, i'm going to the nfl yeah, and hey, look, this may not work out for Antonio Pierce. This may not work out, certainly may not work out in the short term. They're elevating a guy who's a quarterback's coach from the Adam Gase administration uh, into the offensive coordinator role. So this could be a very I really rocky... thought they were going to be... I really thought it was going to be Scott Turner. Oh, Scott God. Turner's been an offensive He's calling plays a, for a long time. He could step in and do the job, no problem. Like, there's going to be growing pains, no question. Like, I mean, this is clearly Giants are passed for this game. Um, and I think the other reason to look for Giants in this game, by the way... The Raiders defense was on the field for 40 minutes on Monday night. They were out there forever because the offense was so ineffective and they played very, very hard, but you know what? They got their asses run over in the second half of that game by Jameer Gibbs. Like that giants can absolutely replicate that. And like, as hard as you want to get these guys, you know, much as you want to get these guys fired up and try hard and like the effort for the Raiders defense has always been there. And Max Crosby is a legitimate bona fide blue chip. Like, this is still an, a very tough task ask to travel home after that hard of an effort that was that big of a loss and now you know get ready on a short week for uh you know for for an opponent that's getting an offensive line healthy and is um you know getting their QB1 back so uh, i think the giants probably win this game but uh boy is uh this is an uninspired take 
no bigger regret than not going. Basically, all I had was over 71 or whatever for Gibbs. Mm. No alts, nothing special. Like, that was like my only take on the game was, well, like, Gibbs should have a nice game. This has been a bad rush defense. And I fell asleep for the second half. But I think he had like 35 and a half or something. Like, yeah, I'm like, he oh, he's. He's like, on oh, he's on pace. Like, I'll, I'll, hopefully, I'll get this bet. And you look yeah. at that box score, like, what the f- holy shit? The, the Lions were winning time of possession. Up. The Lions were winning time of possession to the degree that they just the Raiders' defense couldn't get their couldn't get their feet under them. It was yeah. off. It was a tough watch. Yeah, Giants money line. Ish. Okay. Not a not an exciting bet, but Blech. and then probably like uh, it's not a young, fun running back like Gibbs, but. Sackova. Sackova. Like, man, this team can't stop a cold up front right now. All right, man. Let's get to the meat. Let's get to fucking business and here. Sam pointed out, yeah, the Raiders team total is 20. That's too high. Yeah. Probably a little high. <laughs> too high. Um, although, I'll be honest with you. You know how many learned... they've hit their team total this year, Drew? With the Raiders? Yeah. I think zero. It's they zero. haven't scored 21 once, right? No. Yeah. Um, I also would say, though, that. Uh, there, I I learned a valuable lesson being very, very sure that the Raiders were going to destroy the Colts last year after they hired Jeff Saturday, and Jeff Saturday put an intern in charge of the offense and thinking, like, oh, wow, we like this, is, <laughs> like, this is going to be a, like, one of the biggest mismatches in coaching history. Like, uh, this is ridiculous. Well, the Raiders lost. Um, but uh, so there is a there is a, a whiff of that. So I'm, I'm Antonio little, uh, Pierce is no Jeff Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> um Cowboys whatever way you want to take that let's get to the main event these last two games are absolutely hot uh i will uh cede the floor to you to start with this handicap here um but uh i think when we talked about this one on sunday the key question was really just like is it fair to have a power rating of the eagles meaningfully better than the cowboys because the home field advantage isn't as big in a game like this as it was in a game against the Dolphins, in my opinion. And so one and a half, two, this basically is telling you that to get all the way to a flat three, that the Eagles are, yes, they are better than the Cowboys, and I can't get there. Where What 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 is your uh, read on this matchup, on this game, and did you make any bets? I'm probably not betting this one. It's, uh, it's mm-hmm. annoying because I like to get involved in these. I mean, what a, especially amongst the other late games, this is the gem, obviously. This should be a, a primetime game, probably. But I'm with you. I struggle to, you know, picture Jalen Hurts being 100% fine with that knee injury. But at the same time, it's still just three at home in a divisional game. It's close enough. You know, the, the it's almost like what you're saying with the the power ratings between these teams. Like, not a big difference between a you know a one and a three here, because I make this lower. I don't have the Eagles a full three better right now, or a, a full you know whatever you want to call it full one and a half better. I've had to downgrade them a little in a few spots. I th- their secondary is definitely susceptible to a lot of things. I mean, we've we've seen lesser teams with lesser passing attacks find weaknesses. Especially, you know, just little gaps in the zone here, and you know, you, you attack the right cornerback, and things are going to go quite swimmingly for you offensively. But at the same time, it's still just a divisional game, sitting at a field goal. I, I guess I'm kind of fine with the number. 
Okay. Okay. Um, I like the Cowboys here. I like the Cowboys to win. I think uh, this is sort of what I've been waiting for for a while. Which this is, is this all. is kind of the the one scary part for me too. Well, it's think just, about it this way: you're where, backing, where are you with? Well, you're Selby backing, on McCarthy's you're, you're, play calling right now. This forget time. about it. Who cares? You're back. We're backing. Though. We're backing Dan Quinn against an injured Jalen Hurts. That's okay. really, I think, the matchup. That's a huge that, advantage. That, but they that's still it. That's it. Take yeah. Advantage and score. That I think that's. I think that's really what it comes down to. The pieces, the puzzle pieces of how the Eagles can attack and how they want to attack, what they're good at, don't fit well with the Cowboys at all. Right? Like the Niners was hand in glove. Like this is what we like to do. You are screwed. Right, like it was, it was easy to exploit the uh, Cowboys with all the speed and all the short stuff, and uh, you know the scheme that the Niners had. I don't see that with the Eagles really at all. Um, and when it comes to the matchup of Cowboys offense versus Eagles defense, the scheming, the the system isn't clearly better for the Cowboys, but the talent is, in my opinion. I think the Eagles have been getting by with a couple of plus performances defensively that have been based on playing with the positive game state and having their front four uh, and mixing combinations of their front four to generate pressure uh, and create chaos. I don't think that works against the Cowboys team. And entirely, there's an entirely uh, 50% of this you know game state outcomes here where the Cowboys are playing from ahead. And in all those outcomes... Uh, I feel pretty damn good about the Cowboys putting away I, I this don't, lead. though. Um, okay. They have a bad, just any metric you want to use, they don't have a good running attack. I'm not super comfortable with the Cowboys with the lead. You know, just while, whiling the game away. Whereas if the, you know, let's just say, let's say we're, we're both right. Dan Quinn is a huge mismatch. We've seen this. I mean, we just talked about an example where Jeff Saturday didn't win another game. For the rest of his career as a head coach, I'm just assuming he never had coaches again. Um, sometimes yeah. just things break wrong, and you have a broken play here and a long scramble there, and you know maybe to, God, who's the who's the cornerback who has like all the big sixes? Duran. Oh yeah, Bland. Bland. That's yeah, Duran Bland. Uh, maybe you know maybe a piece gets hurt there, and if the Eagles have a ten point lead in the second half. I feel very strongly that the Cowboys are maybe not best case pushing on that three. Yeah. Whereas the Cowboys with the lead, I don't, I don't have them as a terribly good running offense. Uh, last, even last week, you know, a lot of it came down to just kind of putting themselves in such a good game state. The, the scripted portion went really well. Then they got a defensive touchdown and then the game was out of hand. That was off a bye. And granted that was against a, a good, you know, good team, good coach, but that game got out of hand in a hurry. They put themselves in a spot where it doesn't matter if you can run the ball or not. You're up by like four scores. Honestly, the Rams look kind of good in the second half there at times. Okay. I, I, I don't like Pollard as a bell cow. Pollard and Zeke, as much as people love to argue about that when they were together, that was a good, that was like the, you know, the crocodile and the little bird that, <laughs> cleans his teeth. It was, good, it was uh, symbiotic, it was is what yeah, you're saying. Very, a symbiotic relationship. So I'm I'm passing on this one. Definitely looking at the second half here, depending on game state. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of in the boat where I don't hate the Eagles coming back here. 
Okay. Um, how, do, how do you feel about the Eagles' run game against this defense? It's been spotty. Uh, and I think it's, I think it part of the reason I'm not super excited about the run offense for, um, Philadelphia is because now you take a lot of the Hertz scrambles out of the picture, I think. Yeah. Um, it's been a weird, I, you know, it's been, it's been a, it's been a, uh, uh, it's been a really bizarre trying to grade the Eagles because the offense has, at times been pretty clunky and people are forgetting about it because you know they they looked great against the dolphins at prime time everybody remembers that they came back last week you had a first comeback in as many i, I can't you had i think jalen Hurts had one comeback against the colts last year and that was like pulling teeth and that was largely with the running backs help and this the, he had a comeback against uh the commanders last week but other than that like jalen hurts as you know at a deficit is pretty rough um, and the Jets game is kind of the one I want to key on because it's a similar defense. It's a similar defense, and all the other defenses the Eagles have played this year have turned out to kind of stink. And so yeah. this is, you know, this is a big step up in class where they're gonna, uh, you know, they're gonna feel some of the uh, challenges of really having successful offense against a good defense, and um, you know the 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 bank, you know the the bumps and bruises the Eagles have felt throughout the season. I think all of that matters. Um, and uh, yeah, I think, you know, I think CeeDee Lamb and company can absolutely thrive against this uh, Eagles secondary. CeeDee Lamb, anytime he lines up in the slot, like I, it just, it, it feels like even if the running, uh, you know, running attack for the Cowboys on first and second down with a lead is not successful. Like, am I really sweating third and eight? And I see CD lined up in the slot. Not really, you know. Like so, I, yeah, he's, I he's think, a problem. Yeah, I, I think that in general the um, offense can sustain enough here uh, with the talent advantages that they have uh, to score, and the defense can create chaos, chaotic plays uh, without question. Uh, they may be able to help here. Um, Jalen Hurts again with the uh, uh, you know trying to come back against the Jets was more than happy to throw some pretty miserable passes. Um, and you know, I think that could be a factor. So, um, Cowboys, uh, realistically, I just, I just think this game should be closer to a pick them. If you want to have the Eagles as yeah. like minus minus one twenty on the money line, fine. But I don't think that, uh, they should be this high. Uh, I played some plus plus one forty two. I think this closes in like the plus plus one thirty range. Uh, I think if you want to just stick with Cowboys at three, that's fine. But I don't know that this closes three. I think this could move off. Um, so Dallas is uh, Dallas is for real. I think they're primed to uh, to have a statement game here, and I think this is a uh, uh, to a degree selling selling the top on the Eagles, at least a local top on the Eagles. All right. Sunday yeah, Night Football I'm, is. Yeah, good. Fine. I'm on market. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm excited to watch that one and probably bet the second half. Or at least okay. something live. Kind of um, depending on, probably depending on both defenses look. Sunday Night Football. Bills at Bengals. And boy, just from a fan of the NFL and a person who likes to watch good quarterback play, 
and a person who's going to have to watch Brett Rippon and Jaron Hall and Taylor Heineke and Aiden O'Connell. Joe Burrow getting his swag back could not have happened at a better time. And I, I'm not a superstition <laughs> man, superstitious man. Yeah. I'm not a believer in signs or sigils yeah. or anything like that. But my wife bought us, she loves buying sweatshirts. Some women buy shoes. My wife buys sweatshirts. Yeah. Because she's always just cold-blooded. Has like a thousand sweatshirts. Oh, Andy, I bought a new sweatshirt. You know what it says on it? it just says burr. Like burr. You're cold. I'm like, oh shit. Am I betting? Mm-hmm. Am I betting the Bengals this week? I think so. Mm-hmm. He looks pretty good. And I think we need to return to our full ass priors on this one. Yeah. I know we're not the only ones that have talked about this, but it's been a tough team to get a number on because you come in with priors, then Burrow is obviously not 100%. And now we're at a spot where he is probably back. And he's against the defense that's depleted. He is. uh, I know Bruce Douglas was a nice ad. I don't know if he'll be ready or acclimated to the defense they're calling. That is a tough position to move into a new spot. Uh, yeah, it's a it, it's a bad spot for the Bills, man. You needed to play the Bengals like three weeks ago. <laughs> I, I, I could I could make cases that this should be bet up to three. Josh Allen is not a hundred percent. I don't think he's not I don't practicing. think his mm-hmm. I don't think his shoulders quite right. I think he nope. toughed it out and looked great um, at times, but he's not a hundred percent here, so. Yeah, I don't know, like the the only the only thing I can say nice is that Buffalo's had ten days. That's uh, yeah, the only advantageous spot here. Otherwise, this is a defense that's the injuries have ravaged it. And man, Jason Higgins, that's a pain in the ass for you. Yeah, this Buffalo defense made uh, the uh, Tampa Bay garbage rushing and screen pass. Uh, offense look good uh which is not 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 a positive thing um the bills are depleted these two teams are this is fascinating because i think the bengals need to be at their preseason prior offensive rating which means this is a top three offense i will argue a top two offense okay the buffalo bills defense should be nowhere near their preseason rating because they have lost two of their most important pieces, three of their five most important pieces on defense. That said, this should be three. That's it. That's <laughs> all. Of yes, it. that's all of it. Uh, I can. I you want. You want a little more? Um, the Bills continue to um, play, not to lose decision making. There, there are a lot of places states. that are up to two on this already. Okay. Well, it's come down. Like there's been Bill's money here. I so. know. I don't, I don't, I don't quite understand. Well, let's do yeah. that. Let's go devil's avocado. Let's yeah. flip this. Cause I think we're kind of in lockstep here. Okay. Make a case for the bills. I mean, the bills case is that their offense clicks and they have their best game of the season and the Bengals can't play. Keep up. The Bengals can't quite keep up. That's the only case for the bills. 
Josh Allen, the reports of his demise were greatly overstated, and he comes out and just absolutely yeah, he's freaking gotta be throttles. Fine. He throttles. He's the, the Bills scored 38 points, and the Bengals can't oh. quite hang. Now, that assumes that Big Lou makes no adjustments at halftime, which is an assumption that uh, I wouldn't stand behind. Um, but, uh, you know, can maybe the Bills can score 34 30 to 31 points in the first half. They score a touchdown every time they touch the ball. Who knows? Um, I don't think that's realistic or likely, though. Um, there are definitely some questions and issues with this Bills offense that I think need to be answered. Um, and I, you know, and really, just like the, the, the Sean McDermott lack of aggressiveness when you have Josh Allen is just really, really tough for me to wrap my brain around. The, the entire second half of that Thursday night football game against the Bucs where they just let the Bucs hang around and hang around and hang around. I was like, what are you doing? Like the fact that they didn't weren't able to orchestrate a win against the Patriots the week prior was like, what are you doing? The fact that they had no ability to make a comeback against the Jaguars when the Jaguars left all those points in the first half in London was like a, a, a bad sign. Like I, I, I worry that uh, that kind of the pressure of the moment and the, like the, the, the closing of the window uh, is kind of it's wearing on Sean McDermott where he's not making good in-game decisions and well by the way he was never really a guy that was great at making in-game decisions and uh and you know kind of known for letting teams into you know in, into games they shouldn't have been otherwise so um i will say the best coordinator in this game is going to be big lou for the Bengals. uh that matters uh i think the Bengals, the fact that that offensive line was so effective last year against this bills in the running game in the playoffs uh i would expect that you have a pretty balanced attack here for the Bengals. uh the fact that the Bengals are introducing new wrinkles and new ways to use uh jamar chase definitely advantage Bengals because the bills you know haven't really seen that stuff don't really have a plan already cooked up for that stuff and may not have the personnel to even match up with jamar chase in this game um so lots of reason here i think to to be in support of a Bengals on the side and you know i i'd like to see the bills ultimately i definitely would like to see the bills in the playoffs i hope that they don't struggle to the tune of sliding out of a very competitive afc um but i think uh <laughs> i think this is a bad matchup for them and i you know around, i don't you know, I, if you didn't watch last year's playoff game and you don't understand why this is a bad matchup for the bills then i don't know what to tell you Yeah, and that is to to Sam's point. They did give up some big yards last week. The Bengals defense is middle of the back at best, a little better against the pass, but that was weird. Obviously the turnovers were massive for the 49ers and a big probably the only reason they lost. They were moving the up. A lot of it was chunk plays. Everybody had a 25-yard play it felt like at least. There was a lot of uh bigger pass plays. So I guess that's kind of what you're going to need to do if you're Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, kind of interesting to interesting to poke around in that that Cincinnati defense. It's hard to judge it early in the year because of the weird situations they were put with the offense not playing at the level they should have been, and then last week having to just play a really good offense. Um, well, and th- somebody brought up Burroughs, uh, or excuse me, Allen rushing yards. That'll be the, the profit exchange prop for the Sunday night game that we'll have up on profit exchange will be just the head-to-head rushing yards, Burrow versus Allen. I think a lot of that will probably come down to who's healthy. Yeah. Both of those guys have – that's kind of the 
That's the telltale sign of well, it's the telltale sign of like how healthy are you? Is are you gonna run six, seven times for 40 yards or not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because when you're yeah, Kent State. Yeah, you're you, you the one thing I guess I will say about the Bengals, which is kind of interesting, <clears throat> the through line, and this might be repeatable. I don't really know what Lou is doing with his safeties and linebackers. But he's making the whatever kind of coverage is they're running the in the second half of these games, the quarterbacks are just holding onto the ball forever. And that's giving their pass rush, which is not great, times to get home. And it's turning a lot of quarterback plays into turnovers. And I, I you know, I think the the Brock Purdy picks from last week were a good example of that. Um, I think there's, you know, Stafford had the same kind of issues against this defense. And if Josh Allen is anything, he is turnover prone. Uh, so that's another kind of check. In the what, what is the weather like, yeah. too? Because everything we're saying is just like, why isn't this total cresting above 50? Well, I think that the reason is there's a non zero chance that the Bengals are playing with a lead and they shorten this game on the ground. And at that point, you know, that this is going to be a just a, a wow sweat. Uh, right now we're looking at 54 degrees, eight mile an hour winds, um, very, very low percent chance of precipitation. So it's going to be fine conditions. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. <clears throat> kind of like this over now. Oh, interesting. Okay. I'll sort it out. I'll sort it out before Sunday. Yeah. I, th- I feel like if you like the over, first half over is a better angle, just in case the Bengals can you know, deal with big blues. Uh... Se- yeah. Second half. Yeah. There's been a exactly. few games like that in the last few weeks where it's been I mean there there was a like this is cooking. We're going. Oh yeah, it was forty one point first half. Didn't go <laughs> over forty nine. <laughs> was that Chiefs Chargers? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I mean, Andy Reid Andy Reid second half unders, I think, are undefeated, right? It is like eight and oh. Yeah. <laughs> big blue, big blue. All right. Well, um, Fun day of games. I guess one other thing to add to see if it'll push you over the edge on uh, betting Dallas. You ready? Yeah. Jalen Hurts, when he has a deficit of three points or more at the half in his career, you want to guess what his uh, record is against the spread and straight up? One, six, and one. <laughs> no. He, uh, with a deficit at the half of at least a field goal, <laughs> two and 13 against the spread, five and 11 straight up. So he is not a comeback king for what it is worth. He is a play from ahead guy. And the Eagles are a play from ahead team because their strength on defense is their pass rush and must pass situations. Yeah. So. I think that's where I'm at. I'm just going to bet whoever's leading in half. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, I dig Fine that. with that. I dig that. Um, all right. Well, good pod. Uh, Wait, it's, it's like waiting for the New Hampshire to report who voted and then deciding who to vote for president and then voting for <laughs> Kanye anyway. <laughs> you like New Hampshire as your bellwether? No, no. I just that one. Is there that one town that has like fourteen people and they always report like immediately? Yes. No, they're the first ones. Um. All right, man. Well, enjoy the games this week. Clean it uh, up, Dan. Let's it's... Dixville Notch. <laughs> no, we're just talking dirty. Yeah, all enjoy right. the Sunday. Have fun. We'll be back halftime tomorrow, halftime Sunday after that, doing the full recap. 
Um, if you have anything we think we missed or any nuggets, niblets, ideas, thoughts, um, sneaky angles or anything else, you know where to find us on the Twitter, in the Discord, or just leave it in the comments here on the YouTube. We'll uh, we'll figure it out. So enjoy it. Enjoy your Wednesday night. If you listen to this later on, leave a review. A five-star review goes a long way. Um, a thumbs up on the YouTube goes a long way, and we'll catch you guys later on. A bunch of them. It's kind of like a uh, incremental gains. <laughs> Oh, Gallon has.